Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Rootless Talk. It has been a crazy whirlwind over the past pretty several weeks, honestly, Brian, as it, with the whole, obviously, you know, our last episode was, uh, was definitely an emotional roller coaster as we talked about uh, Terry Funk, as well as Bray Wyatt and their passing and how emotional that was as well. Kind of just the wrestling world kind of being put on hold for much. But now it's time to, you know, up the mood, you know, a little bit of positivity as we're back into wrestling. There's a lots to cover this week. We got we're covering today AEW all in from this past Sunday. And of course, there's AEW all out next week. Uh, that'll be happening for next week's show. And then on this coming Sunday, we talk WWE payback. That is the good, the bad, and the ugly. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that. However, before we get into AEW all in, as you can see, Guys, we have a very special guest joining the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you a Riot City wrestler. Uh, he is your current RCW champion. He has held that title now for, I want to say, 240-plus days. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Katie Trey. Katie, welcome to the show. How are you, my man? Welcome. Very good. Very good. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. Again, I want to thank uh, thank you for taking the time, I'm sure, out of your busy schedule, as well as staying up uh, pretty late, as I know it's well almost almost close to midnight over there. So I do appreciate, uh, like I said, you taking the, the time out of your day uh, to join us for the show. And guys, make sure you guys uh, go check out Katie Trey. Make sure you guys follow him on as well as Instagram. I'll put up uh, his social media and everything like that on our Instagram, as well as our TikTok and our Facebook page. So that way you guys can go check them out as well as him, as well as Riot City Wrestling. So we're going to dive straight into it. There's no time to waste. We're going to dive straight into some questions. So Brian, um, I'll let you dive in with your first question. So the floor is yours. Take it away, my man. Well, first I want to start by again. Yeah. Thanking you for coming on and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get right into it. Um, you know, I, obviously all of us uh, kind of fall in, in love with this, um, you know, as a kid and just, you know, growing up, what are, what are the influences or, you know, the stars that you look to or even pull from today in, in your own wrestling, um, you know, that just influence you to get into the business. Uh, when I started watching wrestling, I was really young. I don't yeah. remember much, but the first ever wrestling uh, videotape that I saw was uh, a St. Bloody Valentine's Day Massacre, I think it was called, or uh, yeah. Valentine's Day Massacre. That was when uh, Austin fought uh, Mr. McMahon in the steel cage. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was watching. The first match <laughs> that came out was uh, Gold Dust versus Blue Dust, but... <laughs> One of the things that stood out to me most was um, was actually before the the pay per view started was there was an advert for Beyond the Ring or Beyond Beyond the Mat I think it was and mat, it was yeah. it it had like uh, Droz like trying to vomit in front of Vince and it it as a kid like I'm talking I was only six I was I hated vomiting so it scared the crap <laughs> out of me um, but seeing like all this stuff and the big show came out from under the ring. Like I was like, this is, this is insane. Then my brother showed me an ECW tape where watching, watching it back. It, the first match that was on there was Cactus Jack and Sandman. 
And from what I remember, they pulled a fan. Well, I think Sandman pulled a fan from out of the crowd and just started beating the hell out of him. But it could have been anybody. It could have been a manager. could have been a ref. But what I remember is the a fan getting caned. Um, right. And then when I was getting a bit older, a friend um, down the street had uh, Foxtel, which is, I guess, a version of cable. Um and it had SmackDown on there, and I, I really got into. This is when I really started getting into it, and this is when um, Rey Mysterio and um, Randy Orton and uh, Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit, those were the guys that I was watching. Uh, those were the guys that I really, you know, uh, took a shining to, and that's basically what started my my real uh, passion for wrestling. So. I I just followed it. I you know bought all the merchandise. I had so many different Rey Mysterio masks. I had uh, all the figurines. Any figurine that was Rey Mysterio, I died to have it. Um, and then a friend of mine, obviously at school, when this is years later, told me about Riot City Wrestling. So that's basically where it all. Um, that's where you know, joining RCW came from, from a friend at school whose dad was a, a friend's dad was a wrestler there. So, gotcha, gotcha. yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, that that's right in my wheelhouse. Uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, yeah, but I remember Big Show coming through the ring and, and Beyond the Mat, yep, remember mm. all that. So, yeah, yeah, really cool stuff, man. Yeah, no, it was a... Beyond the uh, watching it later on, uh, later on in years past, watching it on YouTube because the whole show was on YouTube. I'm like, oh, that's where it was from. Like <laughs> the whole making Droz vomit, like oh, but the idea of vomiting, like oh, I hate. I hate. <laughs> if I had one wish in the world right now, it would be to never vomit ever again. I feel you. I feel you. So yeah, we won't be seeing that in the ring from you anytime soon. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not at all <laughs> never happening yeah well uh well i know well so so okay so my question is to you um so i know that there's i'm sure a lot of wrestlers that have a lot of different stories about you know their journey and you know where they have gotten to or where they've gotten themselves into professional wrestling and all that stuff you know and there's a lot of i'm sure a lot of you know definitely difficult times when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to traveling, the bumps that you take in that ring, you know, what would you say is probably the most difficult part about being a professional wrestler, you know, from your aspect in your career? It's the unpredictability, really. Um, obviously starting like you, you have this, this dream of, you know, going to the WWE and you, you dream of holding a championship and you, you dream of making heaps of money and all that stuff. But the it's really not like that, you know, for a lot of people, especially in my situation. Um, you know, I when I started wrestling, when I first went to RCW, you know, I was completely unfit. I was, I was, I smoked cigarettes. Uh, I was a heavy, I used to eat crap. I was the, uh, didn't go to the gym, didn't know what a squat was. Um, and when I, you know, obviously got real into my training and started taking it seriously, there was a lot of people uh, in my triad and also training up as well that were getting looked at over me. So when I'm at that point in my career, like, you know, not even a year in, 
I'm starting to think like, oh, you know, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should, you know, give up. I'm obviously not as good as everyone else, but the the, un, the unpredictability of like where you're going in your career, it's 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 upsetting. And you know, life forms around a wrestling career, um, so you either completely dive into the passion of just going out on your own and making it yourself, making it that, you know, you can eventually pay the bills with this career. But in that case, it just didn't happen for me. Um, you know, I'm heading into my thirties now. Uh, I've got a life, I've got a girlfriend I have to look after. I've got my own place that I'm looking after. I'm looking at buying a house. Yeah, it, it, it it's upsetting, but it's been probably the, the, the highlight of my life. Like if I didn't have professional wrestling, like I, I would have nothing like where I came from before was just a, a depressing dark place. So I'm, um, I'm loving the journey and even I love the unpredictability about it because, you know, all I wanted was originally was to become the RCW champion because the RCW was the only thing I really knew. And the fact that I'm there now, you know, it's like, okay, I've done this. I'm going to love it for as long as I have it. And as soon as I don't have it, you know, uh, let's see where the next journey is. You know, that's, sure. that's the unpredictability has probably been the hardest. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally feel that. And, and, you know, going back, we, me and James have both uh, mentioned this on our, on our podcast, like as much as, and I, just a fan of wrestling, not, you know, being somebody in the industry, dude, I, I you know, the, whether it's the star or the guy on the road, you never heard of, I respect the hell out of what you guys do because absolutely, you know, having a family myself, I understand you're away from your family, right? There's temptations on the road, the the booze, the drugs, the women, the bumps, the, the breaks. It's it's tough. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I I don't envy that that lifestyle, you know, at all. But, you know, thank you very much for still continuing and, and just, you know, doing what you're passionate about and entertaining entertaining who you can, right? Yeah, no, thank you for that. But uh as for like the we we're as you know, myself, I'm fortunate enough to be in a, uh, a time where drugs aren't the, the biggest thing. Yeah, like right, right. we, we real, like, I don't really know anybody that does any kind of drug. Um, we've, I've done trips to, I did a trip to Melbourne and from what I know, like no one partook in any kind of recreational drug at all so That's i think cool. we're, we're lucky in that sense knock. it was just the, the the lifestyle on the road you know whether it, oh yeah absolutely place may be yeah yeah uh, absolutely alcohol no you know gets yeah. you uh, gets <laughs> you sure so any you got another question james or yeah whenever you're ready man go on with your next question um, so I've, I've checked out, you know, some of your, your promos and your in-ring work. Um, I do have uh, just one match here I, I just watched this morning, actually. Um, I think it was from March of last year, uh, championship match with Matt Hayter, if I had that right. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I checked that out. I thought that was a pretty good match. I, I liked your, you know, you know before before the match started, the, the crowd interaction. And <laughs> I thought it was a, a pretty funny, cool spot. Um, you had taken the scooter from 
you know, it was, it was out there, whatever, and, and kind of rode it around the ring, delivered a clothesline. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was a, a pretty entertaining match and um, just wanted to give you a shout-out for that. <laughs> and also the the belt you guys have. Um, I really dig your, your belt. Is it the, the Emerald Crown? Is that, is that what it's it's called there? Yeah, okay. yeah the, the Emerald Crown, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that, um, a cool-looking belt. Yeah, that's, uh, that belt's caused a lot of damage to a lot of people oh. because – the points on it are actually really sharp yeah. and I, I wrestled, I say, yeah. I, I wrestled Adam Brooks. Uh, and after the match, I've jumped him from behind and, you know, I'm wailing on him and he's gone, Oh God. And he's, he's bleeding and he's got all this blood. And I'm like, what, what, what the hell? I, I didn't, I hit him in the back. <laughs> like, how is he bleeding? <laughs> Yeah. We came out the back and I found out that one of the spikes had jabbed him in his thumb and cut his thumb open. Oh, and I had trouble when I was the Emerald crown holder, like the, those spikes, they're, they're, they're ruthless. Like they're horrible. Yeah, 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 they, sure. they get you. <laughs> but, um, See, that match even with little things in wrestling folks that you, you don't even realize that, yeah. <laughs> that can, it's not planned. It's not whatever. It's just, it happens. <laughs> oh, I, I I prefer when things happen out there, just out of, out of nowhere. Like, I love yeah. matches on the fly. I think I think if you can have a real a good match on the fly, it beats having a pretty good match that you plan. You know, I I prefer to really just more have like a a start, a middle, and an end to any match, and then whatever mm-hmm. you fill in the gaps in there. Like that match with Matt Hayter, that scooter. That just came out of nowhere. Right, uh, I mean, right. a lot of matches, yep. a lot of matches that I've had with Hater have just been stuff that we've done out there. We had a match at, um, we have a show here in um, Adelaide called Beer and Barbecue Fest at the uh, Adelaide Showgrounds. Great sh- like festival, like always a good crowd. It's probably one of my favorite times to wrestle. We had a match where we did a a a, a Japanese strong style chop off with our pants down. So our asses were showing and we just were just doing the whole Japanese routine of just firing up. And then we wrestled the rest of the match with our pants down and the crowd loved it. And it's fun. We've done it each times. Brian, how many times have we talked about like in the States with WWE and how everything just feels so like freaking you know, just redundant and lazy. Well, shoot. Well, freaking it's, I mean, shoot, I would want to go to a riot city wrestling show and watch freaking and watch that as compared to what WWE right, does right. a lot of the times, which is just, and again, it's, it's for me, it's, it's thinking outside the box, right? That's why I appreciate even as crazy and as wild as it may be for some stuff that a lot of people, you know, a lot of people come up with, but it's, it's, it's the creativity, not just with the people that you're working with, but for yourself and how your character, because at the end of the day, right? Like this, the reason why, you know, me and Brian, we have this platform, right? Is that the fact that, you know, we, we, we respect guys like you that are, of course, in this industry, you guys put your bodies on the line and all that, and all that stuff, you, you know, you spend time away from your family and friends, but it, it's the passion and the, just what you guys do to go the extra mile to protect your character, right? Because, you know, because again, this is your reputation and, and doing little things like that is just something for me. And I'm sure I can speak for Brian as well. It's like, that's that's what respects, that gets my respect as a fan, if that makes sense. So, Absolutely. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
Yeah, so, we um, we um, we've had some really good matches, Hater and I. He's my he's probably one of my favorite people to wrestle. Like, cause nice. we we just love working with each. Like, I, I I'm yeah. speaking on his behalf, but I'm sure he'd say the same thing. We we just we've had some really good matches together. Yeah. In fact, awesome. the first the first time we wrestled each other uh, was at again the Adelaide Showgrounds for a, 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 our version of Comic Con, which is called Supernova. I didn't know anything about him. I all I'd heard is like rumors about him, like from other wrestlers. And I met him, and I'm like, this this guy's like. We went out there, and like, this is early when like uh, the young bucks were massive, and he was a big follower of them. So we had this, you know, five minute was supposed to be a five minute match, just filled with all his young buck spots and me just. I remember they, I was, it was a tag match and the guy I was tagging with, they told me about the, the, the Meltzer driver, I think is what the, what they wanted to do as the finisher. They're like, oh, cause his partner was like, oh, I'll do the 450 and you, you take the spot. And I just went, you can take that. And yeah, <laughs> we, we've, we've, that was our first real interaction, but we had, we've uh, built a friendship over there. So yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. I hate her talented as fuck so to that point you know can you speak to you know obviously again for somebody not being in the industry when you find that opponent or that person when you you have that chemistry in the ring together you know uh kind of can you explore explain or put into words like what's that what that's like you know to the best of your ability when you just you have that connection with that individual that you don't even have to speak you just you know where you're going to be at with that like it comes with um you know i've been doing this you know nearly nine years haters been doing that i think or a little bit longer maybe 10 years 11 years we've we train together we've we you know we 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 have the same passion um we have the same drive you know he's very committed to his craft i'm very committed to my craft and we have worked with each other. I think it's just time. Like if you're, if you've worked with someone over and over again, you can just like sit in the locker room and plan a match, you know, in your jocks, which we've done. Like we can, we could go in, we could go in there with a massive tag match and those guys could plan all their stuff. And we could just go, do you remember that spot we did? at that show. Yep. No worries. It's, it's, it's probably the best feeling that you can get as a, in my opinion, one of the best feelings you can get as a wrestler next to getting paid, you know, like it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it makes you feel like, you know, what you can do. It makes you feel like you're good at your craft. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, actually I have a similar in this, this actually is not a match, but it's actually a segment. I believe this was just last year. Um, and you did this segment with, uh, I want to hope I'm pronouncing his name, uh, Redshaw from 2022. You guys were in a in a segment, a brawl segment. I believe it's at you guys' training facility. I believe it's called RCW Academy. And you guys did this brawl segment. Brian, I think I send this clip to you as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's, again, kind of going back to kind of just like piggybacking off of what I said last time. It's just, again... The creativity and just thinking outside the box, what could help not just your character, Katie, but I'm sure a character like Redshaw, 
Um, and, you know, of course, of course, like there's great matches, right? Everybody sees a great match. Everybody sees a suplex. Everybody sees a DDT, a suicide dive, whatever. But it's it's how you carry yourself as a character and the story that you're telling um, is definitely, I know for me and I'm sure for Brian and a lot of other wrestling fans, like that's that's how you do it, right? You know, I know that there's like a certain style of wrestling. We talk about it on this platform a lot. It's just, you know, it's just one great match after great match and there's no substance to behind the match and what's leading into the match if that makes sense so so my question is to you in regards to that segment you know how it came about you know just kind of you know if you can kind of i guess you could say like behind the scenes of how this came about was this your idea was this redshaw's idea was it the company's idea and just how everything came about that segment because it was really really entertaining uh yeah another one of my favorite opponents is redshaw uh i think he's you know he's on his own path right now like to becoming like one of the best in australia like he's again so passion passionate about it and so driven he disciplines himself like i've never seen and i i love watching him perform and i think he's he went from like he's got the softest voice in person to finding his voice as Redshaw. Uh, and and I've got to say this, and this is credit to me, I actually came up with his name. So oh, I, hey, hey. when I originally wanted to be a wrestler, I wanted to be called Redshaw uh, and do like a shark gimmick. Um, but it never happened, did the other thing. And then years later, you know, he came in skinny. He was skinny as hell. He came in and you know, started training, put a heaps of sizes on, just got massive. And I said, you should call yourself Redshaw. And yeah, he, hmm. he went with it. He put a bill in front of it, but no one knows him as Bill Redshaw. They all know him as Redshaw. But that segment, uh, I'm pretty sure it was my idea. The unfortunate thing about RCW is we don't really have a lot of shows to build up matches. You know, we don't have TV. It's right. from one show to another show. You might have a few spot shows in there, you know, working festivals or working, uh, you know, things like the, uh, well, that show the the with Hater with the scooter, that was just a spot show in Glenelg. We had a Glenelg okay. street party and they were like, we want wrestling. So we were there. So you might have time to sort of kind of build it up there, but we didn't have any time to build up the match. So I was like, all right, I think we did, something beforehand where we got in each other's faces backstage and I'm like, well, we need to really hype this up. And I'm, I'm prone to, uh, telling a good story, trying to tell a good story in a match. So I'm like, okay, he's a big guy. I got to do something that keeps him down to my level. Let's go for the leg. So the whole idea was I want to jump him and take his leg out, but I don't want people to see that I took his leg out. Because if, if, if they're watching, like it, you get a lot of promos at RCW where it's the same thing. It's people working out in the gym. It's it's always gym-based. So I'm like, okay, if we're going to do it at the gym, why don't we do it like there's a training session on? So we had a few of the uh, newer guys who are training. I said, if you guys do your thing, like pretend you're trying to do some top rope stuff because that's what a lot of the guys like to do. A lot of the new guys like jumping off the top rope. So we'll do that. And then in the background, you'll hear a massive commotion, but you won't see what I did. You'll just see him like holding his leg. Yeah. So they, and there was follow up to that where 
I had to meet in front of the higher ups of RCW and had to plead my case. Like I didn't jump Redshaw. I didn't attack him. You couldn't see it on camera. And we just went with there, but I still got done for assaulting the, the rookies. Like I booted one of the, uh, the rookies so hard that he went back into the ring and their ring solid. So yeah, yeah, wasn't nice for him, but, um, but that whole segment, that, that was my idea. And everything following up after that was the, there was like a photo taken in our recovery room of him, like on a, a massage bed, getting his knee wrapped up or knee looked at by one of our, uh, we got a massage guy there. Um, and then he, you know, followed on with the, cause he works a lot of shows around Adelaide. Um, he kept the gimmick alive by taping his knee up between each match so that when we went into the, the match, I think that was in August, like it was, it was still fresh in the fans' minds. So right, that's right. credit to him. Yeah. But that, yeah, all of that was, the idea was mine, but it was everybody involved. Yeah. Getting it Absolutely. over. And, and Brian, before I get, uh, before you get to your last question, you know, and yeah, and, 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 and that's awesome. You know, that's the thing, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it always takes two to tango or it takes multiple people to really put on a tremendous segment. I think the main thing, you know, kind of just, uh, you know, me asking this question is just like the realism of, of how it looks, you know, cause there's so many promos that you try to do or a segment that may sound cool, but when it come, but when it's on your TV screen, or if you look at it on Twitter or social media, it's just like, uh, how really believable is this? But it was believable. Like the way it was done, it's just like, Oh snap. Like there's a, there, there's an altercation going on. And all of a sudden the camera like pans over this way. It was just really, really well done. So I do want to give you credit as well as Redshaw and everybody that was involved. It was really, really good stuff, man. Seriously. Yeah, definitely entertaining. Thank you very much. Sure. Yep. Thank you. Um, and my last question for you, you know, you, you started off, you know, mentioning you, you kind of, you know, became a, fa- a big fan of Rey Mysterio. Um, so just, you know, for, for you personally, um, you know, obviously we, we could all debate. He's, he's obviously towards the end of his career, but, you know, how how he's been using, been used lately, right? And, you know, angles with Dom, um, you know, LWO, just how have you felt as a fan, you know, kind of watching this, this, yeah, maybe final stage of his career. Oh, it's a, a little bit upsetting, you know. Like it's like when you you watch, um, to say someone's at the end of their career, um, it, it gets it. because uh, I remember watching him when he won the world heavyweight title, which you know I was at school, and the WWE site wasn't blocked, and I remember WrestleMania. I was literally just refreshing the page, you know, waiting to see who was going to win. Because if it was anyone uh, but Randy Orton, I would have been happy. Because that was when he was getting mega heat. So when I saw that Ray won, I jumped out. Like, this is, you know, library studies. So I jumped out of my chair. And then I got in a lot of trouble. Um, but to say, like... You never really know when you're at the end of like you you know when sure, you're at the end sure. of your career, and if this is his the end, think like what he's done like in, like he had one of the best matches with Gunther for the Intercontinental Title and taking his son from being the the babyface everyone hated to the ultra mega heel that people love, which isn't the best, but 
like even I'm a massive fan of ex Condom. Oh. Like he is. We've talked about this too. We are yeah. too. Yeah. It's yeah. it's insane Absolutely. of just how much he's changed and how much he's grown from being this baby face that people just could not stand watching to being this hill where people just are glued to him and the heat that he's getting. It's so hard to actually get legitimate heat anymore because everyone wants to be able to relate to the bad guy. Um, The last real hill that I can remember was JBL and he's someone that I am looking at (laughs) right now because I love JBL. I think he's got the most, like he, he got heat without necessarily, you know, picking up on people's flaws and just telling everyone how great he was with a smile on his face. So I, I thought that like that's great. So, but with Ray, if it, if Ray is retiring, he's done a great job with the the last run of his career. I think he's got one more one more big title run left in him, and then I think maybe he should, you know, think about taking. Uh, taking more students under his wing and training people. That's what I'd do. Right on. Excellent. Absolutely. Nice. Well, uh, well, my last question uh, for you, Katie, is that, uh, well, we had Savannah Summers on the show not too long ago. Um, and we know I, I was speaking about her in regards to, you know, her long-term goals in regards to her wrestling career. And that's the kind of the same question I want to ask you, you know, in the stage of your career, I'm sure, you know, you've done, a lot of things in, in, in Riot City Wrestling that I'm sure you're proud of and you've accomplished a lot of things, you know. What, but do you have any aspirations of ever maybe, you know, coming to the States and wrestling in maybe WWE or AEW or Impact Wrestling or, heck, New Japan or wherever, right? Um, you know, is, is that something that you still consider doing in the stage of your career or do you feel like, you know, Riot City Wrestling, that's your home and that's where you want to be? Oh, RCW will always be my home. Like the, the, the RCW has done more for me than anything, you know, ever has. So, but with that, you know, I would love to travel. I would love to go to Japan. Japan would be probably top of my list. Um, I would love to be able to go over to America and try out for WWE. Uh, I'd love to go to the Nightmare Factory and train there. The hardest thing is though, like, like I said before, I work full time. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a girlfriend I look after that I love and, you know, I I need to be there for her. Um, I'm saving up to buy a house. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I still try to see my family and to, you know, work um, 38 hours, then leave work, go straight to the gym and start training because I still train. Like that's right. one yeah, thing. Sure. Like I love yeah. like um, getting in the ring with new guys and training with them. Uh, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to really make that time. So if the options are presented to me and like there's a way that I can work around them, absolutely. I'd be there in a heartbeat. My ultimate goal right now is to, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it solely and I, I, I don't know if anyone wants to help me, but if there are people out there that can help, please do. We need to get Australian professional wrestling on television again. It was massive back in the seventies. It was, it was a big deal. You know, uh, 
I believe I think it was either WCCW or WCW, which was world class wrestling back then. Mm-hmm. Um, it was massive here. We had Andre the Giant, we had Bulldog ba- uh, Brower, uh, Kevin Martin, uh, all of these uh, Mario Milano, all these great names, you know, just on our television. We have those names still today, with guys like Matt Hayter, Redshaw, Zach Sabbath. Uh, even newer guys coming up like Mr. Cliff, Kai Thorne, uh, Kai Toa, all of these guys that are standing out, these guys could be on television. These guys could sell tickets. We need to do it. Simple as that. That's yeah, the main uh, goal. That's the big goal. Sure. Right. And we had um, spoken about this too when we had uh, Savannah on. Um, just, you know, even I've noticed in the past, uh, you know, decade or so, the influx of Australian, you know, talent, just littered, you know, throughout everywhere. Um, and, and just, uh, you know, kind of speaking of the fact that it, it seems like it's a kind, I mean, it's growing, but it's still like, yeah, this untapped resource where like a lot of really good talent has come out of there, you know, over the past 10, 15 years. And um, I, I, I hope that, uh, that one day that that can be, you know, put back on TV for you guys. Cause you know, I, I've enjoyed watching, you know, what I can of you guys. And as I've said, massive talent you know coming out of australia so absolutely man get them on tv for sure fingers and toes crossed guys fingers and toes crossed (laughs) right right right. well katie uh thank you once again uh for joining us for today man thank you i know like i said you know you're you're a busy man you know with work and of course with wrestling and everything else providing for your family so i do want to uh thank you once again for for taking the time for joining us man and uh, again, make sure you guys go check him out on Instagram as well as check out Riot City Wrestling. Um, again, I'll put, uh, I'll tag uh, his Instagram on our social medias and all that stuff so you guys can go check him out uh, with all of that. So, Katie, once again, thank you, man, for joining us. Good luck uh, with everything. Um, you know, you're welcome to come back on this platform anytime, my man. And we, we wish you nothing but the best. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Yep. yep. Appreciate your Take time. Take care, man. Anytime. Thank you.